0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Smoke, Drink, Laugh. My name is K. Smalls.
1: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Summertime.
0: Yes, guys, we are back. You know, I hope you guys had a good week, good evening, whatever time of day it is. I hope your day is going good. So, of course, we always say this is our disclaimer. Please smoke (laughs) responsibly. (laughs) responsibly you you said that last last, last oh my god I feel like being home like my language my words is getting worse oh no I need to I need to open up a book this is getting crazy so anyways (laughs) please drink responsibly smoke responsibly we don't you know we don't promote smoking cigarettes because we want people to live a long time of course but if you choose to indulge in whatever that's your business and as always, laugh, 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 laugh.
1: The best medicine like ever. Do.
0: Yes, yes, summertime. So, <laughs> you remember when we left off at
1: last week, summertime? Yes, ma'am. I know last week we were speaking about temporary versus permanent decisions in our life. Yeah. And what that meant to us. I know what's permanent for me is not permanent for K-Small's, vice yeah. versa.
0: So. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's different, I think for different people, depending on how they feel about certain things, uh, we kind of give a, a new meaning based on how we feel about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so today's topic. You ready for this summertime,
1: girl? I'm ready. We it, it's <clears throat> about to get real. I'm ready, girl.
0: You know these we, we be butt naked in these episodes. That's All right. <laughs> When do you tell your partner about your health, your personal health? That's our question for today. When do you tell your partner about your personal health? So sometimes, when do you think it's the best time to tell your partner?
1: This is tough because I feel that when you have a partner and you're inviting somebody into your life, um... They have a right to know certain things that's going on with you, you know. Um, And I do think that it's selfish to not say absolutely nothing to your partner when it comes to health, because health, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, it affects another person, whether you're the one that's going through it or your partner is the one that's going through it. As far as timing, like, I don't know, like, like, I can't say, like, oh, like, a month later or two months later. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think it depends on what it is. You know, I can't. I don't know. What do you think? Like, I, I really feel like it depends on what it is. Um, I don't want to say some things. Well, some things are more severe and more than others. Yeah.
0: But you know how we talk about, like, our feelings towards certain things and because some people might, depending on what their health issue is, might take something a little bit more serious than somebody else who might have the same health issue, you know, because maybe, remember you said something so great when we were having a conversation off, off, when we were just having our own conversation off this podcast on the side, where you were like, are you going to face it? Yeah, you could tell the listeners. Yes. Tell the um, listeners what that is. Um, and I think that's how base, you can go into that about facing it or, or living your life with fear, whatever your health issue is. And I think that's depend, that will determine how somebody um, deals with their health issue. Because me and you could have the same health issue, but because I decide to face it or not fear it, or I decide to fear it, I may operate differently with what's going on you know, if I'm dealing with
1: this, whatever the, that health issue is, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, I anybody that knows me knows that I struggle with anxiety. I've had anxiety since I was five years old. I've, mm. I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Mm. So my anxiety, it it affects my life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of, the th- one of the key takeaways I learned from it is either you face it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you run from it and you like how are you going to face your fears right then i think that's important so i mean what about you case moles like what is is there something or anything like how do you feel about the whole health thing and telling your partner you know (laughs) girl and the funny thing is my health affects
0: a lot of aspects of my life it affects my sex life it affects my daily life it affects my work life it affects everything and especially if i'm not taking care of myself i see the effects of it um so just for the listeners i have diabetes um i recently just found i have type 1 diabetes before it was type 2. when i spoke to my endocrinologist you know she was just telling me like you know when we looked at your blood work because i did blood work two times the first one was type two and then the most recent ones are type one but she always like kind of felt like based on my blood sugar levels like you're more so type one so we've been trying to figure it out but now we have the the information to prove and evidence to say okay Brittany, you are type one so I would say this type one is more severe than type two because I think for me, type one is like you're dependent on insulin. Like you, I mean, type two, you're kind of sort of, but not as much as type one. So let me give you a little bit of information before I go into that. So, type one diabetes, you can go to um, eatright.org, diabetesresearch.org, or American Association of Diabetes. Like, there's so many websites or books and information about diabetes i'm just going to share little things i'm not going to go too deep into it but type one is the pancreas either makes no or too little insulin right and so most times kids get diagnosed child children get diagnosed with type one because they find out they can't produce no insulin at all right type two is when the pancreas does not make enough insulin or the body doesn't use the insulin it makes And type 2 normally develops slowly. So normally you'll see most times you find like it's older people that get type 2, right? Because over time the body is like, ah, you've been doing some crappy things to your body. And it eventually happens later in life. Or what happens is it's genetic. So your parents or whoever may have had diabetes, so eventually you end up having diabetes if you're not careful. Or it is gestational diabetes when it happens when you find
1: out during your pregnancy. And so. I remember when we had this conversation Mm -hmm. years back, and I remember when you told me my first reaction was you, are the first person that I met that has diabetes at your age. Mm -hmm. And I was I was shocked. I, I didn't know like young people can have diabetes. Right. So how, how was it finding out? What was that experience like? Like when you found out, what was like going through your head? Because I that's a lot for anybody. So what was your first reaction? You know, it's
0: so funny. And I think what you're saying is, I think it's something that a lot of Americans are because it's like when you, listen, when you do like research and you read about it, it's like 30 million, 20 million Americans have diabetes but it's not something that's talked about. And so most times when I go to the doctor's office, I don't see people my age in the office. I mainly see like older people in the office. Right. They're probably looking at me like, why am I here? Right. But the truth of the matter is it it happens, it's, it's, especially black people um, in our communities where <laughs> we're a huge part of that are affected by um, diabetes. Um for me, I was when I found out, which was I was 24 years old, mm. and I remember going to work, and I was just using the bathroom a whole lot. And I remember a coworker saying to me, you like you losing weight?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but I'm like, I guess I. You I'm, didn't I'm think like,
1: anything of it. You're I didn't like, think okay. That, yeah. I'm, I'm sexy. All right. Right. I
0: was just like, oh, I look good. I guess I'm looking good. I don't know. <laughs> And I just kept using the bathroom frequently. And then I told my mom, I'm like, yo, I'm just going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom. But what's happened What I went, okay. And then when I told my mom, she's like, you know, let me check your blood sugar. Because my mom had diabetes. Mm-hmm. So I guess she knew like, okay, let's check your blood sugar. Right. And the funny thing is, I think she thought I was going to get it earlier. And I'll explain why. So I um, at five days old. I had a Whipple, which is an operation where they remove part of your pancreas, right? And you need your whole pancreas to produce insulin. Um, So at five days old, I'm just a baby. I don't know nothing. I'm just listening to what people tell me, right? And so they remove part of your pancreas. And what happens is like, it's a Whipple procedure, a portion of your stomach, your gallbladder, your local lymph nodes, like things are removed right? Wow. And it's because they found a tumor on my pancreas. So they had to do a Whipple operation. You guys can learn more about it. I don't want to bore you guys with this information, but basically part of my stomach was removed and part of my pancreas. So just imagine not having a full size pancreas to produce insulin, right? You're taking out the head of the pancreas. So and this is the part that your body needs um, to give you energy, right? This pancreas, the insulin gives your body energy. You know, it's a whole thing. So they, family members, and they thought I was going to be a diabetic earlier on. Mm-hmm. So I was just living my life with no issues. <laughs> so to find out at 24 when I, this was happening, my pancreas probably was just like, no, we can't do it anymore because it's not, it's not the full size. It's, it's 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 a portion of my pancreas left and I don't know what other issues and I and I don't think any other doctor can really tell me what other issues that may I don't know I've asked but this is where I've come to the conclusion so yeah that day was kind of scary I found out my blood sugar was really high that day um and I would I didn't think nothing of it because I was like
1: yeah, yeah, you, you, just, yeah nothing. you just went so on I'm with eating your
0: day regular. i'm eating girl i'm eating regular oh no then i checked again My should kept getting higher so then i went to the hospital when i went to the hospital i was dehydrated i found out i was, I was a type 2 diabetic that was scary because it's like in your 20s you don't want to have to think about you like, know, any
1: pain. any health issues. Yeah, you
0: really don't. Like, you just want to live your life. Like, okay, everyone expects when you get old some health issues is going to come. You don't want it. But, like, the expectation is like, oh, I might have a little arthritis, a little something later on. Yeah,
1: exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you're but- like, nah. So, yeah. wait. So, it sounded like you came to the realization that this is what you have. So, mm-hmm. how do you, not that? Or if you haven't, like if you've accepted the, that you do have diabetes or you, you are going through it, how right. do you how do you tell somebody that you're with that and have you? And what was your what was your experience like when you had to disclose this, that you had diabetes to your man? First
0: of all, I, went, I was in a whole
1: relationship by inside that
0: person. And I don't know why, because it's so funny. It's something that affects millions of Americans. It's something I thought I couldn't tell them. And I think my fear is that I hope people don't think that my diabetes is going to be a burden on that.
1: In and what, way, it, it, in in a way, what that, way?
0: In a way like... Um, because the goal is when you look for somebody, you think of a long-term situation. Right. That's, right? So I'm not saying like it's it's gonna be their problem but when if you start to become serious with somebody they have to understand your lifestyle and what you have to do every day right and some people can't they can't understand that because i remember i was with somebody they knew about it and they were just like why are you sticking yourself with insulin like they just don't understand i'll oh, take some herbal medication like just drink something and it's gonna go away i'm like
1: that's not the know, way it works yeah that's right.
0: not my life like Right. I can't just, like, drink some herbal tea and all of a sudden I'm not a diabetic. That's not how it works. So, um, so
1: do you think is not not only being a burden, but do you feel like they're not going to get it? They don't understand. Um, they might judge you. They might leave you. Do you... Does, does that come to your mind when you think about, okay, maybe I'm ready to tell this person this is what I'm going through, but maybe they're not able to... Handle it. Do you ever think about that?
0: Yeah, I do think about it because, uh, uh, be honest with you, when you struggle with diabetes and you're not taking care of yourself, it affects your health in a lot of ways. It affects your self- sex life, right? Because if you if you have too much sugar in your body, it makes the insides kind of dry, which can cause your sexual life to be yeah. complicated. Make yeah, yeah, dry. <laughs> right. uh, I'm just being real. Like, no, no, yeah, dry. Down there, your vagina is not as moist if you're not taking care of yourself and if your body's dehydrated. So when I was frequently going to the bathroom, when I went to hospital, I found I was dehydrated because my body was trying to flush out all the sugar in my body. So that's why I was urinating so much, right? So for me, if I'm in a space where I'm not on top of my health and which happens because of the stresses of life, you know, um... It affects those things. And I honestly, even, even in other situations, like having to see me stick myself with insulin, you know, watching your partner go through that. And at some time, at some point, like when you get older in age, like your partner may have to experience that, you know? And some people may not want to deal with all of that, right? Um, they may want somebody who's healthier. When you have children, you have diabetes. You got to be on top of your stuff because it can affect the birth.
1: And, you know. So everything is pretty much a risk.
0: Yes.
1: Right. Because my
0: pregnancy was high risk. You know, so your whole life is a, I don't want to say that because you you learn how to deal with it. And I think if you take care of your health, you get better results. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think it's important to find a partner that supports you in
1: that process. Right. So like um, when not to because you feel like when do you think is a good time going back to the topic to tell your your partner, hey, I ha- when do you think is and do you think that they should know that? And just to clarify everything, we're only speaking from our experiences. So like, you know, you would know, be- like, I don't know, yeah. like, you would know best when to tell them, and we're not here trying to say, "Oh, you need to tell them like in three weeks, a month, or whatever." But what are you going back to it? Like, what would you do?
0: I think you tell the person when. Um... Oh my god! Why are you no. doing it? That's the answer. <laughs> you just tell them when you are, when you feel in your heart you're ready. Because I can't tell, I can't say, yo, tell them this, tell them that. Because it all depends on when you're ready.
1: And, and but, So you would tell your man that you have diabetes?
0: Yeah, I would. If Especially if there's something that's happening. um, Or they see some odd behaviors. Like, oh, why is she doing this? Like, why is this happening? Right. And, you know, you got to tell your partner. Because, it, like, say, for instance, if I have a low sugar... I may be out of it. If they're not aware of what's going on, they don't know how to help you. They may think, what, the hell, what is going on, with, what's going on with Shorty? Like, what happened to her? It, Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because different, <laughs> anything can happen at any time. Um, and then you want to tell them because you want them to know, like, they're not, you know, if they, if this is what they want. Mm-hmm. And that's a real question, like, is this what you want? Everybody got medical issues. But, Summertime, you asking me all these questions. <laughs> Yo, I girl. was like, I know she about to, I, to, about to flip me. it on you, <laughs> Cause you because you because you you exposed, right, girl? Yeah, butt naked all the time, <laughs> so, But naked. Okay, so summertime, you are dealing with general anxiety disorder, and I just want you to explain more, like to the listeners, and just kind of share, like. Have you shared that with your partner and what happened in the process? Um, Let's start there. Like, when did you share or did you ever share with anybody that you cared about? And are you fearful that they won't be able to
1: be with you because of it? So I think mental health in general and disclosing to somebody that you're struggling and your mental health is always been scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just really been scary to even tell friends like what I'm going through and I don't think everybody understands it. Um, I suffer from anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's not just having a fear or being sad. It's me sitting in my thoughts and those thoughts, I can't shut my brain off. Um. Yeah, like I've I ha, I I've told a girl I dated before that I struggle with anxiety and depression. Um and she was somebody that got it because she was struggling with her mental health. So that was tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> um I don't know. Everyone doesn't get There's this stigma, this stigma about mental health, and I'm scared. Like, if I tell my girlfriend that I'm I'm depressed, or I'm going through a depression, that she, I have a fear she might leave me. I do. I, I've I've I'm in a place where it, it's just tough because I don't know what they're thinking if they want to um d- deal with someone like that. Um, but yeah, I just. It's hard because if I'm having all these behaviors, if I'm sad, they could think I'm unhappy in a relationship when it's not. It it has nothing to do with them. Mm. So, uh, because I want to be authentic, I do want to tell mm. my girl like if I have one, which I'll never have one, but um, <laughs> girl. That you
0: me. gonna find somebody, you know. No, I'm advocating I, for that absolutely.
1: one. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna time over here
0: talking about career be forty, and I'm a yes. Still not how, have nobody.
1: That, <laughs> I'm girl. I'm sad. I'm good. I'm good, but nah. Like I just don't know if I could. Um, I want to tell them. I think I should tell them that because maybe they know how to help me with my depression or help me with my anxiety. As long as I feel like my mental health is not getting in the way of our relationship, I don't think that there's anything wrong with disclosing it okay so you do have a fear though like I do have a fear that my fear is you know i did you know i've 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 told um like my previous exes like I've been to therapy before I've been in therapy like mm-hmm. you know i I think that's beautiful, I think there's nothing if it's either they're going to accept you or they're going to judge you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm I'm willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. But I do have a ri- I do fear if they say, like, you know, this whole stigma about mental health, like, oh, you're crazy or, you know, depression or there's a stigma about like you're sad all the time when it's not. I'm actually a functioning de- depression person. Mm. I, f- I get up, I, you know, hundred I, percent, I, I, I get up, I go to work, I I, I drive my car, I do groceries, but I'm just, it's, it's, it's tough doing all of that, but I, I get myself to do it. So I, I, I don't know, I mean, it really does depend on the person. And if I feel like that person is gonna love me unconditionally, like, why not? I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I agree with you 100%,
0: like, it, it's never easy it's never easy to deal with anything personal um and i've never seen you like in a place where i feel like you can't
1: function i've never
0: experienced that of you
1: yeah i mean i surprise myself sometimes but um you know i just i i think it's you know it's just it's very important And I want to be honest and stuff like that. Cause no one's perfect. Mm -hmm. We all go through something. No, Mm -hmm. and there's not one man, one woman on this earth that hasn't, some people don't even know that they're depressed. Don't even know. I feel like everybody goes through mental health. There isn't a single person out here on this world that can honestly say, yeah, I have an amazing mental health. Like I wake up and everything is positive and I, I don't ever like, no, that's not true.
0: Right, I agree with you because this. Oh, I've had my own share of dealing with it. Um, and I think sometimes people try to tell you how to deal with your mental health, or they'll try to deny and say, Oh, you're not going through anything, or oh, it's not that serious, or oh, you know, the favorite thing, oh, just pray about it. Yeah, listen. You could pray ten million times if you're not willing to do the work. <laughs> I don't care how many times you say hallelujah. Say it for
1: the say it for the people in the back that didn't hear.
0: <laughs> I don't care how many times you you go to church, you pray all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. But you have to do the work. Like you have to do the work, whether it's seeking therapy, um, sharing with your friends, having honest conversations about it. Because there is, and they'll tell you, people with diabetes suffer from depression. They'll, they'll talk to you about it because it's not an easy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just face it. You just learn how to deal with whatever your situation is. And um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I at this point, I'm at a point where I realize I just have to do the work mm-hmm. to get better. Not only for me, but for the people I care about, for the people that surround me, because so, I wanna live a longer life. Um, I just, I, I had to like say to myself, what do I really want? You know, this is your reality. How are you gonna deal with it? I it's,
1: agree with
0: you. You know, it's not easy, but you wanna deal with it. And it's so funny that you say that you're functional because there are a lot of people who are not
1: functional. Right. Yeah, I'm a th- that. And I think that's why people don't see it as serious, because I get people mm-hmm. see me functioning and I, I'm mm-hmm. doing stuff, but it doesn't mean that I'm happy, you know. Right. And I just like I said, I'm in therapy. I have no shame in all of this at right. all whatsoever. You know, so my advice for anybody out there, like I have amazing friends. I have amazing friends that are going through the same thing that I've been through. So I don't, I don't feel ashamed. If anything, I'm just empowered by my support system. And that's, that's all I can do. If, if a chick want to be a part of my support system, cool. If she don't, Hey,
0: (laughs) I feel you on that. That's how I feel. Like if you want to be a part of my life, because my, what I'm living with has nothing to do with my character, who I am. That doesn't like,
1: change who I am. I am.
0: It doesn't change who I am. I'm just a person who's living with something. And, or anybody who has anything that they're dealing with is just you dealing with something. And I think the more open and honest we are about these conversations, I think it'll make better, it'll, it'll make people feel a little bit easier. Right. Um, and not feel like, oh, oh, I don't want to talk about this or whatever, you know? Um, but you have to be honest and we, t- we talk about it all the time about being authentically you yeah and, and if that's a part of you if the person want to live with it or get with it they will if they don't that's them um but i think one thing i want to point out is like i don't want i think sometimes when you reveal to people i don't know if you experience this summertime when you reveal to people your personal health they try to tell you how to deal with your personal health
1: Amen, girl. amen. If I girl. could snap, I would be snapping <laughs> my finger. You know, everybody be like, "Oh, you're not black because you can't snap." But I can't snap. But here's you my can't, you, you Case Walls. No, I can't snap. That's the only part of me that's not black. Everything else is, y'all. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, honey,
0: Go girl. Ahead. It's the worst thing ever because it's like. I'm very clear on what's going on with me. If not anything, I'm the one who's done a lot of research. I've done a lot of things. I'm a very aware what's going on with me. I'm not lost. I, I've talked to doctors. I've done my own research because I'm already paranoid. So I'm, I'm doing extra things to find out how I can make changes. I even went to my doctor. Said, "Oh, is there like surgery I can do to like remove this?" And he's like, "Well, you're gonna have to find a pancreas and this and that." And I'm like, "No, I'm not willing to do that." Like I've explored so many options to the point where I'm like, "Okay, this is just my life." Yeah, I gotta figure but out. It, but honestly.
1: it doesn't it it doesn't define you. Do you right. feel like diabetes defines who? Oh you?
0: no, a hundred percent. Maybe in the beginning, I was like, "What is this? Why me?" I'm at a young age, like why why karina <laughs> why why k smalls like girl but like yeah going back to people <laughs> trying to tell you how your personal health girl girl you you, you have people <laughs> so, people are not
1: people <laughs> they're they're not walking in your shoes mm-hmm. you know people think it's like even with me that i should you know oh, just take a walk or find a nice Mm -hmm. movie. Like, sometimes those things doesn't help me. And I think people aren't in my brain to know, Mm -hmm. like, what's really going on. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, like, I say it, I don't don't have no shame in it. Whoever doesn't accept it, Mm -hmm. that's too bad. But, yeah, I'm here. Right. And sometimes I think
0: when people come, I think they come with good intentions i think we've talked about that like people generally want to help you but it's how you do it. it's what you say and my thing is i always say this now that i'm older and i think we've participated at some point in somebody else's life we've tried to be like oh hey like i think i've been a participant of trying to tell somebody hey you should do and i had to check myself and say i don't i don't know what they're going through i'm not in their shoes And I realized for me is if you don't have a solution for my problem, a real life solution that works for me, because what works for me may not work for this person or that person, but it works for me. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a solution, and that's why we have our personal doctors, our therapists that work with us to come with a solution that works for us. And I think people try to replace those people in our lives. It's like, I clearly have this person in place. I have this person in place. And if I ask or if I need help, I, I'll definitely ask for it. But I appreciate your concern. But I, I, I kind of feel like it's always like, do this, do that. But I'm like, OK, now tell me how this is going to work in my life.
1: Yeah, it's it, always it, a it solution goes to support, right? Like, some people don't know how to support. And they support you by saying, oh, you shouldn't even worry about that. Or, you know, go on with your life. You only live right. like yeah. it's not that easy.
0: Yeah right and it's it's kind of like what's the solution that works for me they always give you the solution that works for them
1: right and exactly.
0: i'm like i don't live your life mm-hmm. we live two different lives you know yep. you know what i'm saying girl have you experienced that and what did you do when somebody trying to be like girl you need to just
1: <laughs> i mean I, I get that sometimes like i'll call like certain friends and i'm telling them what was going on and they be like some i have this Some of my friends be like, oh, you know, you'll be fine. And I'm just kind of like, I feel like it's kind of, it's brushed off. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you'll be fine. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like, that's not, you know, really what I need. That's not helping me right now. It's just brushing it off and telling Mm -hmm. me, like, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, or some people just don't like to talk about it. So, you know, I do have, like, some friends and they go through things and, you know, they, it breaks my heart what they're Mm -hmm. going through because they're such good people and they don't deserve that they don't Mm -hmm. deserve what they're going through and you know and it it i i just hate it like you know i don't wake up saying hey i want to sit in my thoughts it's just my Mm -hmm. anxiety it's my brain you know Mm -hmm. it it i just try not to let it like consume me i i am so glad
0: that we're having this conversation because i think Many of us have been in these spaces where we feel like, yo, should I share this? Not even with your, your relationship, like your friends, your family, because sometimes the most critical people are the people that are supposed to see you. That's, that's true. Because they feel comfortable with you. So they feel like they can say anything. And, right. uh, and, and And what happens is when we're in situations like that, we tend to look for strangers, people that don't know us or who are not that close to us to give us the help because they they tend to come with more a non-biased approach than the people that are close closest to us. Right. Um. So it's, when I have these conversations, sometimes I just want to keep it to myself because I feel like, can you just help me out with my life to make it better? Like, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't want to hear all the things I'm already thinking in my head, you know? Cause we already, we're right. our hottest critics.
1: Exactly i'm super i'm super hard on myself i am so hard on myself like it's not even funny like i i don't know i've always been like that but yeah we we got this we we strong we are
0: we are um and listeners like everyone who's listening right now If you are experiencing this with telling somebody about your personal health issue, it doesn't have to be what summertime and I discussed. It could be anything because we know there's some people who are going through worse situations, um, dealing with worse health issues, some issues that are more severe than ours. Um, but like I said, don't think that your health or whatever you're going through is not. As important as somebody else because I think sometimes we compare Like we sit. I don't know if you've done this but sit to yourself um, sometimes but like sit to yourself and say dad like am I over am I like uh, over exaggerating with my own health issue because there's
1: somebody else who's experiencing this and it's like don't compare but, but that's uh, also what I'm saying like everybody goal is is fighting something Everybody, everybody, right. some worse than others, but everybody fights through mm-hmm. something or is fighting through something. Right. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm really not ashamed. I'm tired of being ashamed. And if that person, if, if you if you want to tell your partner and they go out the door, then, hey, then they wasn't really for you. Because that right there shows their true colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they can't accept you entirely, like I'm talking about authentically, then mm-hmm. that person was never... They either struggling with their own stuff. They got. They probably got some stuff going on that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Or that means that that person never accepted you fully.
0: Right. And I, I'm gonna I'm say this because what you're saying is a hundred percent summertime. hundred percent, I agree with you. But also, on the other side of it, let people make their choice. Like if that person right. decides, hey, they don't want to deal with you or whatever. Let them go. Like, it's okay. You can leave. Cause that just let them go. Don't try to force them or try to convince them. Like, why don't you no? Just cause that person is just not for you, like you said. Like, and they don't have to accept it either. This is what me and sometimes are learning. Too, right. We're different. We're different human beings. But like, we just have to learn like people don't have to accept everything that comes with us. And we just have to find people who
1: Accepts us for us, our whole selves. Yes, you girl. know. I think it's beautiful. It's hot when a girl could tell me, like, you know what, Summer? I gotta tell you something, and this is what I'm going through. I'm like, wow, that you just got ten times Tada. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, damn. And they're like looking at me like this. I'm like, nah, you. That's mad attractive. <laughs> but. <laughs> yes boo. we this is smoke drink laugh y'all we here yes. we here yes. every week yes so just to get some
0: information share um to share some information like um i share briefly about diabetes but one of the things i tell some of the time is like if i could spread the awareness like every time you go to the doctor check your a1c and what is that it measures a person's average glucose rage over the past two to three months and the test shows the amount of glucose that sticks to the red blood cells so it tells how much sugar is in your body and it's different percentages so if you go online you'll you'll find out more information based on what number your a1c is it tells you if you're pre-diabetic if you're borderline if you are diabetic um i think we need to stress it more like Make that like a constant routine. But with anything that's your health, always check your health, not only for that, but just in general, check out whatever you need to go take. You know, doctors are here, okay? Go to your doctor if you can and find out what information you need about your body. Because we want to be here for a long time. That's right. And also know that, yes, I have type 1 diabetes, but if you take care of yourself, it'll cause less problems with all of the aspects of your life. I'm just being honest, it does. Um, but you do need daily insulin injections or insulin pump. But with type 2, you can better kind of help control blood sugar levels through your food choices, physical activity, and sometimes a combination of medication and insulin introduction injections, right? So type 2 is different than type 1 because type 1 is like you're more dependent. Type 2 is more so you can kind of you know, do things to alter your lifestyle, to kind of not make, you know, to kind of change your behavior and not maybe be dependent on insulin or whatever. But like I said, we always say, we're not doctors. Go to your doctor, go to the people that went to school and study for this. I'm just a person living with this and any other medical or health issue you're dealing with, go see whoever you need to see for it. I am not, summertime is not this, we're just sharing our personal stories. And we just want people to just be healthy, whatever that is for you, figure it out, you know, but y'all got this,
1: right, Summertime? Yeah, yeah, they got this, we got
0: this, that's it. Right, so Summertime, before we go, is there anything you could tell your listeners on who's dealing with general anxiety, like what to do who to seek or just give them your personal this is this is not she's not a medical doctor she's not a therapist but she can probably just share just like what she's done or how she's you know living with it just to help our listeners out who may be experiencing the same things um mental health has been a big push before i felt like so i don't know if you felt like this sometimes, but years before if you told somebody you was gonna go see a therapist they thought something
1: was wrong with you no, 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 oh, no. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i mean i've been going to therapy since i was 16. so when i was when i started going mental health wasn't it wasn't on top of anybody's radar like mm-hmm. i was literally the only one going to therapy out of all my friends and i didn't say anything to any of them because i didn't know of anybody going to therapy so then as I started to get older and stuff like that and mental health actually became the, the norm and you, mm-hmm. you see it on like your TV um, online and everything. I just said, wow, like more and more people are actually taking it seriously. This is a serious thing. I know one of the things that helped me was definitely going to therapy because a lot of my coping skills came from therapy, mm-hmm. um, how to deal with my anxiety, how to deal with my depression. Um, I know therapy, everyone's not a fan of therapy. I will say that. I know therapy is not a go-to for everyone. Um, and I think I in, in that sense, I just read, like, different books. Like, books about mental health, about anxiety. Um, there's this website called The Mighty that I go to a lot, and it has a lot of, they talk a lot about mental health, and physical health, like, mm-hmm. anywhere from, like, cancer to HIV to... Um, Bipolar, PTSD, all of that. And mm-hmm. it's a really good um, website. Um, you just meet a lot of different people who are going, believe it or not, through the exact same thing you're going through. And I sometimes I read it at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, wow, like I'm literally going through that right now. So, and have a good support system. Have friends that support you and just get it. Cause I couldn't, I, I don't think I'll be where I am if I didn't have like people that I could actually combine in that who are also going through it at the same time
0: you know what also sometimes you bring up all those different things I thought about about when you apply for jobs we supposed to end this podcast, y'all, right now. Yeah. But like we might have to do a part two today. Yeah, we gotta do a part <laughs> but, two. <laughs> but applying for jobs with these different things this mm-hmm. these different medical conditions or things that prevent you from being fully present at work sometimes.
1: Like Oh, gosh,
0: that's a whole I know, whole like, <laughs> I know, just to
1: speak about that, like, I told you the other day I was applying to a job and they had, do you have a disability? And, like, some of the disabilities that was listed even included mental health, like, depression uh-huh. and anxiety and PTSD. Uh-huh. Like, those are disabilities. So I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, like, it's just become, I'm saying that because it's becoming so of the norm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, listen, I don't have nothing to be ashamed of it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking my truth. The truth will set you free. Yes, yes. Truth, be honest. You know, let people know up
0: front. Um they listen, we'll get into part two about this. But thank you guys for listening. As always, come back next week. Oh man, we're gonna get into that. Next gold. week I'll
1: learn how to snap, hopefully.
0: <laughs> girl, they don't need don't worry about that. As well, you could clap. That's what you could clap, girl. That's all that matters. Anyways. As always, I love you summertime. Love you too, boo. For having this conversation. As always, we'll guys see you guys next week.
1: Later. Later.